Indianapolis Center. Do you have any test operations in restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion. Over. Roger, Area 31. Continue to send at your discretion. Over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, altered right, and really moving. Right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here at the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, with the show we have for you tonight, it's a special show, a third edition of the World War II Trivia Game. Uh, that we play for our fans. We're going to have a group of people here later on tonight. Phil Orbanes, uh, the um, president of Winning Moves, the company that makes Monopoly and Risk and Clue and the Rubik's Cube, you name it. He's going to be our master of ceremonies. We're going to be doing uh, kind of high-level World War II trivia questions. We're going to be playing for our fans, and at the end of the show, we'll be picking uh, a fan's name out of the Magic Fishbowl for either the first prize, which will be a deluxe edition of the Risk Board Game, or second and third prize, the new edition of Clue. Okay, the kind of fancy millennial Clue. Um, so I think at the end they all get killed, right? Where's my special effects? All right, anyway. So we're going to be doing that. And um, let me introduce the members of our extended posse here tonight. First of all, girls, get ready. Get the fan going. Get your mister. Get your big box of Kleenex and your big box of wipe. And that's Squeegee because the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Thank you for uh, letting me be on the show tonight. Hello, girls. Thank you for listening in. It's going to be a great show tonight. It's going to be very interesting, informative, and uh, it's going to be a brain teaser too, isn't it? Well, it's already brain teaser because yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to think behind the for, behind the scenes. It took me five times to get that introduction right. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, that's all right. This isn't school, you know. It isn't school. Oh, good. <laughs> it isn't school. I thought it was school with beer. No, you know, you're not going to have to do. Uh, Write a hundred lines on the blackboard because oh, you messed up. That's good. Okay. Uh, so anyway, ever done that? Did you ever do that? The no, they used to do that. Too? They used to make us clap erases. The clap nuns. erases yeah, out the clap, window. Yep. Yep. Imagine <laughs> inhaling that stuff. No wonder yeah. I'm like the way I am. Okay. So anyway, so uh, also no Coco tonight. Mills Gills and Gigi Gills. He's out saving now, the world again. He? Two weeks in a row. Okay. Uh, but I think he'll be back next week. We'll see. Taking his place on the food chain, and I know he loved this, is uh, a national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, up there in Battle Creek, Michigan, Battle Creek of the Republic. Switchy, how you doing? It's always great to move up a notch on the food chain. Well, you're, you're dressing <laughs> the pot now for some reason, because tonight you have, of course, he's covering his head, which I suppose club is in here, so if you want to, you know, if you want to reveal the new hair system, he's not here to uh, comment. But you have a hat on. Is that a Mothman hat? Yes, it's kind of a unique Mothman. That's kind hat. of a cool hat, man. Okay, that's nice. Where's Oz? Gonna send it in the mail. Uh, also, I think it might be one of a kind. You have a uh, 
image behind you that says what the bizarre world of switchy what's that tales of the bizarro world remember the bizarro world superman love bizarro love bizarro everything was kind of everything was wrong everything was wrong it's like you know what russia is bizarro world when you really look at it you know everything over there is wrong it's like the Bad mirror of the United States. How about that for a little patriotic speech? Is that where anyway. Mr. Mixtaplex lived yes. or what? No, no, he was from, no, I, I he was from he another, was dimension. another dimension. Dimension right, X okay. or something. Yeah, bizarro world, right. So anyway, um, thank you, Switchy, for being here. Uh, so let's go to Jocko Johnson, uh, Southern correspondent, south of the Mason-Dixon line. Jocko, how are you doing tonight? Great, Mac. How are you? You also have a hat on. You got your shades on. What's going on? What's the what usual, what's usual uniform? Is that a New York Giants hat? You should take it off if it is. Nah, it's just a plain and khaki burn it. hat. Okay. I, I followed a leader, you know? Oh, good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just another plain tacky hat. <laughs> oh, wow. That's all it is. Mm. Are they it's a range, range hat. Okay, range hat. All right. Are you armed tonight or anything? Anything going I have, on with yeah, you? I have a show and tell for you. Okay. Tonight's weapon is uh, <laughs> oh, God. Special Operations uh, Tomahawk Hatchet. Oh, yeah. I've been using since uh, <laughs> the French and Indian War. Yeah, so sure. Use the Special Forces troops. Wow. Is that blood and, on uh, that? You could, you could shave with that, man. I'll tell you, that Ooh. could ruin someone's day. Oh. The other oh. end could really do it, too. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you, Jocko. Show and tell with Jocko. Okay. You're probably welcome. This is excellent. Uh-huh. That's just uh, like something a fireman would use to break into a nah, house to no, let no, the, uh, I think there's more let the fire uh, escape, you know? I think there's the most special use. Body parts. Yeah. Wow. It's too small for a fire. Uh, also joining us tonight, because he's going to be part of the show, uh, as is Jocko, uh, part of the, the game is uh, H&X. Now, look at him. Does he does he look like he's in a shelter or something? What's the matter with you? Adjust? Can you adjust your camera there, Agent X? The guy who works for the agency that works for the agencies. Well, I put two lights on. I see. And by the way, I'm the only one without a hat or glasses here tonight. Can I tell you something? You should, it, and you're the one who should. Lois. You're the first person yeah. who should put one on. Yes. And uh, Chaka, we used to call those <laughs> Vietnam hawks. I never heard Vietnam. The, uh, okay. the other term. Yeah, I know. They, they issue them now to huh. most special forces, I, think, I believe. I'm going to get one. Yeah, they still do. Interesting. Anyway, uh, thanks uh, for having me, Matt. Okay. All right. So delighted to be with the August crew okay. that you have here. And okay. I know we have an, even more illustrious members huh. underway. Okay. Two-hour show. Later. Okay. All right. All right now, we're all award-winning. I'm at the best part. The beauties among the beasts. First, in the studio with us tonight... Making a rare studio appearance. Not so rare these days, but uh, the very lovely Lois Lane is here. Hello, everybody. It's great to be here. Hello, Lois. Hello, Lois. Hi, Lois. Creepy. That's about eight on the creepy meter there, one one, but that's okay. It was? <laughs> really? It's normal. Oh, it's, it's normal, normal man. Right. Okay. That's, that's my farmer's kitchen voice. Hold <laughs> on. Let's make it a nine then. Okay. Lois, everything okay Market. with you? Everything Market is just kitchen. dandy. Okay. Oh. Dandy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Also joining us from upstate New York is our favorite good witch. Raven is here with us tonight. Raven, how are you? Hello, my friends. I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me. Okay. Now you got the hat Hello. on because it's hat season, correct? It's hat season. Want to give a shout out to the people whose name you have on your hat? Yeah, absolutely. Beer Tree uh, is a local brewery from my area. Upstate New, York. upstate New York, and they are kick-ass, and everybody should check them out. Wow, be a tree. Okay, good name. You can remember it. Hey, can you ask them why they don't distribute down to uh, 
Massachusetts or New Hampshire. Yeah, we'll ask them the next time I go. Yeah. They don't have a set with martinis. Yeah, distribution is, that's the hottest part of doing something like that. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. another show. So, yeah. uh, okay, the gang is here. And uh, coming up in a little while, we're going to be playing World War II Trivia Contest. And uh, But before we do that, we have a top 10. Top 10. Uh, this is, uh, Raven, you have the top 10? I do have the okay. top 10. This is top 10 reasons. Get ready for this. Top 10 reasons the gray aliens are going to land before Christmas. Okay? Okay. Should I say it again? Cue the music. The top 10, top 10 reasons. reasons. Go ahead. Gray aliens will land on Earth before Christmas. Uh-oh. Well, for some reason, Jocko just showed us his hatchet again. Maybe he doesn't like the bit. Let's see. Okay, number 10. Oh. No, no, no. It's for the aliens. Okay. In case, you know, they do one of those, like, Stop the music. In case they come early, like before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, here we go. No, no dead bird day. They ruin it for us. Wow. <laughs> top 10 reasons the gray aliens are going to land before Christmas. Please, Raven, number 10. Number 10. Gotta be the first in line for the Black Friday sales. Right. They gotta be <laughs> yeah. right there when they have the yeah. mob scene. Right. They'll be right up front. Okay, number nine, please. This right. will go quick. Number nine, the research shows abductees are less reluctant to get anally probed during the holidays. So what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Let's go to number eight. Move along. Number eight. Oops. Uh, it's the only time they can shop Amazon for those extra, extra, extra large stocking caps. Right. Because they have big heads, right? Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. We can move this along. Go ahead. Next one, please. They love to get drunk and go to midnight mass. Wow. Who doesn't? That who does? There you go. I did that. Yep. We all did. Uh, okay, Lots next of Catholic one. Catholic aliens, yeah. Please, Raven. Number six, uh, they think Mary is way hot and can't get enough of her. It's <laughs> really oh. wow. That's bad. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. Whoever oh, that's going to hell. Which is yeah. No, that is that's an express to hell. Okay, next one, please, Raven. Uh, number five, they're hoping to get invited to Juan Juan's annual adults only find the missing elf party. Yeah. Boy. Wow. We're still getting over the last year. Oh boy. Good. <clears throat> And okay. that elf is really small, hides in every crack and crevice, as you wouldn't believe. That's the game. <laughs> that's what makes it interesting. And that's why it's adults only. Okay, so top ten reasons why Gray Inn is going to land before Christmas. Please, Ray. Number four. Uh, they want in on Mac Maloney's Military X-Files swag before it's all gone. Good idea. Because it, it's going out the door, man. I had to reorder it for the fourth time today. I stuff. Fourth really? time, yeah. Which wow. is good in a way, but, you know. Uh, yeah, Jocko, thank you very much. They fly right in on the spaceship. There you go. Uh, next, please, Raven. Next, uh, number three. It's the best time tax-wise to cash in their stock options. See, <laughs> the smart as well as scary. Okay, next one, please. Number two, they are determined to get the reptilians crazy office party early before those Pleiadian hard-ons drink all the booze. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Note these. Uh, and so, top 10, the number one reason why gray aliens are going to land before Christmas. Please, Raven. After a year of mutilating cattle, they need some time off. <laughs> they need a vacation. That's all. <laughs> all right. Should we clap for ourselves? Is that where it's come to? Excellent. Right. That was excellent. Right. Wow. 
Okay, well, well, we're off to a good start, okay? I just didn't want, you know, the general and Phil to be here during that top 10, so we got it out of the way quick. Why don't we take a quick break now? We're going to come back with some fan mail, and then we're going to start the World War II Trivia Contest coming right up. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here, and we're going to add to it very, very soon. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Hey, fans. Lois Lane here, and I think it's time for you to get some free swag from Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show. We have badges, pins, bar coasters, and some very cool 3D show logos that we just can't wait to give away. Just go to MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button. Send us an email with your mailing address, and we'll ship the free swag out to you quicker than Switch can eat breakfast. That's MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button to get your free swag today. Requests for tasteful news of one will be handled on a case-by-case basis. Back everyone to Mac Maloney's Milton Tracks, now show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Coming up later, we're going to have our third edition of World War II Trivia Contest. Okay, we're going to have quite a crowd in here. Should be interesting. But before that, let me uh, introduce our uh, latest guest, Jim Frankel of Frankel Associates, my literary agent. And we really Great. have to sweeten this up. Okay. Nice to join you from uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Chapel Hill. Okay, you look like, uh, you know, I don't want to say you look like a guy from Deliverance, but, you know, you could audition for the pot. <laughs> well, it's been a, it's been an interesting few days Not since bad. we got here. You know, okay. right. everything takes longer than you expect. The, the Wi-Fi isn't ready at our house. Mm-hmm. AT&T okay. uh, says they don't have enough of a signal to put in our Wi-Fi. Well, you, you are down south. Did you just move down there? We just moved here. From Good Nashville. Luck. Yeah, from Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Give him enough time, he'll move back up to New York, right? You're just slowly getting closer? Well, getting closer. <laughs> okay. So We're listen. finally back in the Eastern time zone. Jim, thanks for joining us, and uh, you're going to uh, hang around. You're going to be part of the uh, World War II Trivia Contest. Everyone else is here, Switchy, Wan Wan, Jocko, X. Nice. Raven and Lois is here. So what we're going to do, we've got some interesting um, fan mail uh, in the past couple of weeks. We just figured we'd, uh, we'd read it tonight. So let me turn it over to the lovely Lois Lane. Hi, Mac. Okay. Hi, Hi <laughs> Lois. <laughs> okay, go ahead, please. Okay. Um, here's the first one. <clears throat> hey, guys. I'm listening to the show in Cairo, Egypt. Wow. Right? And enjoying, enjoying the treat. After you mentioned your site, I visited it to find Juan Juan is not so good looking. All this time, I was expecting a hot dude. Now I'm feeling great about myself. Best regards and love the show. Cheers, Marty. Marty from Cairo. Checking in there, Juan Juan. That's how I lift other people's spirits. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, overpowering with my good looks. Listen. Kind of tone it down a little bit. When we first started this show, we actually got a film letter that somehow saw a picture of us and and they said, you guys have faces for radio. (laughs) I mean, we should put that on some swag. 
So anyway, okay, that was interesting from Cairo, which is uh, which is good. We really do reach around the world. It's amazing. Uh, next we one, do. Please. It's amazing. That's Cairo, Illinois. No. Well, his name is Mahdi. I don't know what he's doing in Cairo, frankly, but yeah. go ahead. Cairo, Egypt. All right. The second one is, Dear Gang, I love your show. You guys are hilarious. Been listening for a couple of years now from here in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm a mail carrier, so every week when I listen to your show, those two hours fly by. Some days it's almost like a missing time event. Mm. All of a sudden, I start your show and I will be slanging the mail and boom, two hours flew by, but it only seemed like 20 minutes. Keep up the good work. I will take a bag of swag, and if you throw in a few extra stickers, I will make sure they get put in some good places around the postal universe. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Joe nice. in Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. No, we love the post office. Go ahead, hon. All right. We have more. I mean, Lois. <laughs> um, hi, Mac and Posse. I'm a regular listener to your show here in Scotland on the Isle of Skye. I listen to you on the Paranormal UK radio network, and I have to say I enjoy your show more than the British shows who take themselves too seriously, while you guys sound like you're having a lot of fun. All the best, Craig in Scotland. Wow. See, that's a, that's a punch to uh, Switchy's uh, solar plexus there because he has one of the shows on Ooh. Paranormal UK radio network. Correct there, Switchy? It, yes, but I'm a Yank. Okay, all right. Yank. Oh, Yank. Oh, UK radio network. I mean like a Yankee. Okay, I misinterpreted that. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. So you don't take it too seriously? Is that the angle, Switch? Uh, apparently. Okay. Apparently. Right. He, he was yeah. commenting on the uh, uh, on the British faction, although yes. my uh, regular co-host and producer is Andy Mercer, who's a British guy, who's yes. a very smart guy, yes. and really uh, adds to the show. Well, I would love to have him on this show, because, but I, I have a feeling he's probably really reluctant to come on the show. Is that the vibe? I've uh, talked to him twice, and oh, I don't know. I I, I can I can talk to him if you really? want. Okay, all right. You know, just, just don't abuse him. He's a good well, guy. Well, well, what's the point then? You know, he's my <laughs> producer. My my show doesn't get. But he, I, I, nobody hears it. But he has he that. Produce it. But he has I that mean, Jack can, the Ripper thing to, going. Like like the biggest names in the business. Wow. But if Andy isn't there, nobody hears it. It's wow. like that tree that falls in the forest. And if nobody's there, nobody hears it. Yeah. Wow, switch. If the producer's not there, nobody hears it. Switch wax and philosophical, Lois. Yes. That was so uh, deep. Yeah, really? Yeah. Switch, it's what we do, though. We'll put music behind that, Switch. No way. Okay, next one, please. And He's so deep, he should be an undertaker. Must be the vodka. Whoa. <laughs> and finally, this is from our good friend Kim Shea up in Edmonton, Canada. Did you read them all? Mm. I thought there was five, no? Mm. Yeah, there was another one. Oh, okay. That's all I have. Oh, um, actually, hold on. Let's hold on, folks. We'll play a little interlude a little, music here. A little music there. There we go. Okay. Technology. Here we go. Oh, okay. Yep. Sorry. Okay. I sorry. did miss one. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, Mac. I love the show. It's off the wall and great. I'm a Vietnam era vet, was in the U.S. Navy on board the USS Independence, CVA 62. We had a rock and roll band on the ship, and we played yeah. Italy, France, Greece on the 1970 Med Cruise. Yeah. Wow, what a time. Mm -hmm. Kent McLean wow. in Moline, Illinois. Illinois. I I'm going to try to get that guy on the show. I, get, I just have a yeah, feeling please. he's going to have a bunch of stories. That will be really funny, you know? So had a rock band on the aircraft carrier in the Vietnam era, really, you know? Yeah, oh. nice. Okay, yeah, we go. Oh. Vietnam! There you go. Okay, 
Uh, in the last one, Lois, please. And uh, finally. Uh, latest email. <laughs> and finally, this is from our good friend Kim Shea in Edmonton, Canada. Hi, Mac. In a recent show, you were talking about coincidences. How about this one? My cousin travels to Mexico and finds a passport. It's an American one, but the name on it is Jerry Shea. My sister's name is Jerry Shea. They were born on this in they were born the same year, but this Jerry Shea is from Anchorage, Alaska. Not sure what that means, but it's just really weird. It is weird. Let's think about yeah. that for a second. It okay. Is. So she's from Edmonton. She goes down to Mexico. She finds an American passport and it's her cousin's name in the same year they were born. What are the chance and it's Jerry Shea is not a very Common name. He doesn't spell yeah, Shea the common. way that we would spell it. It's very uncommon. The question remains, under what circumstances did she find oh, an American uh, passport uh, in Mexico? That's, freak, that's the blatant, obvious that's, question. All those years in counterintelligence, he comes up with that question. Very good question, X. I was going to say also, my, my uncle's partner in business uh, was named Jerry Shea. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's the, what is jo- with this? Deutsch and Shea advertising. We used to have a, we used to have a guy on, and um, he was someone who just believed in the whole um, idea that, you know, we are living in this, this program. We're all connected. Yeah. Here he is calling right now. Just, and um, uh, and and he would convince us uh, that you know coincidences are just a blip in the program. And he, he was fascinating. I wish I could remember his name right now, but man, we should get him on again because he really made it make sense. And that coincidences are just you know blips in the program, and and they happen mm-hmm. all the time. You know. So anyway, yeah, Kim Shea, thank you very much for that. Lois, thank you for uh, reading those. Yeah, that was exciting. It was exciting. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now, and when we come back, we're going to play the third edition of our World War II trivia game. Just want to remind everyone um, that you, at the end of the show, we'll be picking out a fan's uh, name for the Magic Fishbowl fish to win our first prize, which is a deluxe set of the Risk board game. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. We've all heard of Area 51. The U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Track Sound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Hey, this is Mac Maloney. Wow, special show tonight. It's our third edition of the World War II Trivia Contest. Okay, let me introduce the members of the uh, panel, I guess you could call it. All right, let me introduce, first of all, uh, the girls, the very famous Wallon is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Switchblade Steve is here. Switchy, how you doing, Switch? I'm doing. Apparently, I'm just here as eye candy tonight. Well, what's what's changed? Okay, and how it always is. Jocko Johnson is Usually. with us. JJ, the second JJ. How you doing? Good. Okay, how are you? Agent hey, X. Agent X is with us. Agent X paid his light bill. There's the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Mac, and this platoon of people that we have with us go. tonight. Jim Franklin. Well Jim Franklin. Franklin Associates. Um, literary agents. Right. Glad to be here. What did you say? Okay. <laughs> uh, also, um, a good friend, uh, oh, uh, uh, Lois Lane is uh, visiting us in the uh, studio tonight, taking out all these messages. Wow. Yes. It's Lois. a very busy, busy night. How are you tonight? I'm just dandy. You dressed yeah, up. Why did you dress up for this? Oh, Because it's a special occasion. Oh, okay. World right. War II trivia night. Same reason I did. Okay. All right. Also, uh, our good friend up there in upstate New York, Goodwitch uh, Raven is with us. Raven, how are you tonight? Hello, hello. I'm so good. Thank you. Okay. Is there a uh, hey, beverage du jour tonight? Just tea. Tea? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what have you done with Raven? Okay, listen. Tonight is uh, World, War II, World War II Trivia Contest, and um, a good friend, uh, let me introduce our, our um, the star of the show. I'm Landon Ryan. Landon Ryan. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so now we, for some Thank reason... Thank you for your service, Tom. Yeah, really. Uh, you bet, and uh, definitely not the star of the show. I am uh, going to be holding everybody up here after a while. No, no, okay. you'll see. All right. <laughs> Wait, let some time go by. You'll see. You'll probably win with glowing calls. But listen, how long were you in the Army total? 33 years. Oof, Loved wow. every minute of it. Wow. Did you really? Yeah, huh, wow. And I see in your mm. bio, all your kids go to, like, really, you know, really uh, well-known colleges, right? Yeah, they they did uh, they did pretty well. We got uh, our our oldest who's actually here with us tonight. From she went to Texas A and M. Then our hmm. our three boys. One went to Ohio State. One went to James Madison. The other one went to Radford. Wow! Wow! Wait! Wow! That's, yeah, spread them up. But hey, Ohio State. Uh, I mean, are they good this year? The football team? Are they good? I don't I don't follow college sports. It's kind of funny. Uh, my son thinks they're really good. Okay, what's but that? he's prejudiced. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, a lot of you know whether they're good or bad. A lot of players from Ohio State wind up in the NFL. I mean, it's it's got to be the, you know, one of the top colleges that supply the NFL. Anyway, well, good for you. It's cool that all your kids are at all these cool colleges, but all separate colleges as well. Um, so uh, okay, well here we here we are. We're going to do this World War II trivia contest. He, here are the teams. Let me see if I can remember them. Okay, it's the general and the uh, ex who was a lieutenant colonel in the army. They're one team. Okay, Jocko Johnson and Juan Juan are team number two. And myself and Jim Frankel of Frankel Associates, team number three. Okay, and, and we just want to mention now that the reason that we're um, even doing this and the general is on is that he's at the top of the food chain of a, of a charity that we mention all the time on the show, Homes for Our Troops. Can you give us the pitch? Because people hear me give the pitch every week. Can you give the uh, pitch, please, General? Sure, it'd be great, Mac. So we're a national charity. We're located just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. We build specially adapted custom homes across the country, and then we donate them to the most severely injured post-9-11 veterans 
to enable them to rebuild their lives. We've been around since 2004, so we're going towards our 18th year of service. And to date, we've built and donated 322 homes in wow. 42 states. Mm. We've got 75 projects underway, another 100 veterans in the application process of the program. And on top of all those numbers, there's still another more, a uh, thousand more severely injured veterans out there that could qualify for our program. Damn, yeah. We average about 20 to 25 homes a year. So you can do that quick math and know we got a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah really. Gee whiz. I, I'm sorry. We have to clap. Fantastic. Please, please. Let's just, I mean, seriously. Great job. Great job. Thanks. Yeah, great mission. Salute great you, Tom. It, it, it's, you know, and here's another thing that we mentioned on the show. Every once in a while, not a lot, but, and we're not going to get into it tonight, but I think, I think charities shouldn't have to, you know, support these guys. I think it should be come from the Veterans Administration and anyone who's had any kind of dealings with the Veterans Administration, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so let's move on. Okay, so here we go. This is the World War II Trivia Contest, our third edition. Uh, the grand prize winner is going to get a deluxe uh, edition of the Risk board game, very famous, popular board game. And also, uh, second prize will be uh, a new edition of, I mean, a, um, a copy of the new edition of Clue, which is a understand as the millennial clue or something. Uh, Phil. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's 1949 reproduction. Wow, that's cool. Okay. Phil, mm -hmm. just uh, while we're, um, you know, while we're uh, talking about what people do here, tell us exactly what you do. Well, I was one of the founders of Winnie Moose Games following my career at Parker Brothers. I was the president for 19 years. And since that time, I've been on the board of directors and I simply advised. So, but what are some of the games and, that uh, your company now distributes? Well, in addition to classic Risk, we also distribute a special European version of Risk. Uh, we do Boggle, we do Clue, we do Sorry, we do the 1980s edition of Monopoly. Mm. Um, believe it or not, our most popular game this year is a young game for, I mean, a game for young girls called Pretty Pretty Princess. Oh, well, one has that. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've also made the whole line of Rubik's Cubes for the U.S. market. Rubik's so, Cubes, yeah. And of course, a number of original games as well, but those are the ones that are household uh, names. Right. And you can do, you, you told us once, was it your nephew or somebody can really do the Rubik's Cube in like a matter of seconds or something? I well, my that. nephew can do it in a couple of minutes, which is pretty good. But the world champions, I think the record now is, around six seconds and wow. it's, it's almost absurd man oh really? man that's crazy that's insane yeah that is yeah that's weird so all right so well listen so uh, are we ready to start the game is everyone ready we're ready, ready. okay all right we're ready yes, so sir. go ahead and phil i'll turn it all over right. to you okay question number one the united states army first battled the germans at the kazarine pass in tunisia on 9 february 1943. Who won? Is this for everybody? So guys, everybody, who are you asking? <laughs> everybody, everybody writes down an answer, and yep. then one everybody is has um, signified that their answer has been recorded. Then we'll ask each player to reveal them. Okay. Yep. Okay, that's cool. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got it. I'm ready. Okay. There we go. Okay. So for convenience, we're going to always start with the members of Team A, go to Team B, and Team C. So X, who do you say? That's where you pass the Germans one. Okay. 
Next, we have the general. Same, Germany. Okay, Juan Juan. Definitely the Nazis. Okay, next, Jocko. I was going to say the Germans, yes, but maybe the Axis. I don't know if that was a trick question. No, 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 the Italians were in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a trick question. Mac? Yes, Germans. Yeah, Germans. And finally, Jim. I had the Germans. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. okay, so everybody was correct on that one. Everybody gets 10 points. The Germans won. Yeah, basically Old the Man first yeah, the first battle of World War II. The was, first was won by the U.S. Army after Patton took over. Mm -hmm. But initially the U.S. Army was pretty green, mm -hmm. and they certainly were pushed back by the Germans at the beginning of this campaign. But but learned a lot of lessons from it. If you know, I've read you know stuff about it over the years and learned a lot of lessons from it. And it's really the last battle they lost, right? When you think about it. Did That's they lose right. they lose any battles after that? I don't think so. No. I mean, you know, the, the bulge was bloody for a while, but we ultimately prevailed at the bulge. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, question number two, and I think you'll find this one to be very intriguing. Of the two million soldiers who entered the U.S. Army in 1943, how many were combat troops? Now, just let me just say that I've used 1943 as an example because... It was consistent year by year by year. So okay. in a typical year during the war, two million soldiers entered the U.S. Army. How many of them were actually combat troops? In other words, how many of them were actually fighters? Oh, man. This so is a miracle answer. What's the range? Army Air Corps as well? Yeah. yeah. Uh, two million men uh, under uniform. Uh, two million men on the ground. Right. So, so, um, so uh, Okay. So you're going to enter a number like 100,000 or oh, a million. Oh, I see. Or oh, what's the range? Okay. There's two no range. Range. Okay. I'm you know, going to say that. Just a number like that. Just going to say this. Uh, let's see. For, for 2 million men. Okay. All right. I'm going to. Okay. I'm ready. Is everyone else ready? Yep. Okay. Everyone yeah, ready? I'll take a guess. Everyone ready? Okay. All right. Here we go. Go ahead, Phil. So, X, what do you say? Wait, 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 wait. wait. I got to call. I got to call halt on this. Uh oh. If I get asked first every single time. Oh, what's, what's the matter with you? <laughs> this is exactly the same thing that happened answer. last time. Yeah. Everybody gauges. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 sure. All right. Well, okay, we can that, do that. That, that, we, that. that would definitely never work. Wow. Okay. Let's go to the general first. You'll be last. <laughs> okay, general, what do you say? Perfect. I'll say 500,000. 500. Okay. Juan Juan, what do you say? Oh, jeez. Uh, 10,000. 10, How many? What? I'm, I'm picking a low number, 10,000. Well, you can't win with a low number. You got to get closest to the real number. Wow. I know it. Tough enough. Okay, you're going to say 10. Okay. Yep. Out of 2 million, Out of two million men drafted, only 10,000 fought. Uh, 10,000 of them. on the ground. Or maybe 100,000. Okay. I'll 100, go to 100,000. Okay, Jocko. Maybe wow. 10%. 800,000. 800. Okay, Mac? I'm going to say. Four. 400,000. 400. Uh, Jim? 300,000. 300. And finally, now we go back to X. I would say uh, Max probably pretty close, but I can't use the same number, so 450,000. 450. Okay. Here we go. The answer really stunned me when I looked this one up. It's 365,000. Wow. Wow. So that basically means... For every five soldiers who were drafted or volunteered, only one of them actually fought yeah, in combat. Yeah, served. I'll tell you, the only, if I can just say, the only 
clue I even had in that is I remember during the Vietnam War, the, the it was even lower. It was like, you know, 15% with combat troops. The rest were support troops. You know, not everyone is yeah, in the field fighting. A lot of logistics people. Right, a yeah, lot we're of gonna, logistics. We're get to that. With, a, uh, with a mechanized outfit, especially the ones you had in Germany, mm-hmm. you got a big logistical tail that comes yes. with yeah. those teeth. Right. There's a lot of people. I'm just it. curious. Yeah, sorry, General. I'm just, I'm just curious, Phil. Is that? In, and I asked that question, but is it was it like army boots on the ground, or are we including the army echo as well? Because no, they took like eight hundred thousand casualties. Boots on the, the ground. No, it's it's um, just boots on the ground. Remember, no. it's just one year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I missed that one. Sorry. I thought so you were like know, eleven yeah. million drafted into the army during the entire yeah, yeah. war. Okay. Just bring it Thank down you. to one typical year because it was the same yes, basically. So your chances, but what 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 Thank determined you, your det- your chances of getting into a combat unit? I mean, you you one in f- one in five guys are going to go into a combat unit, uh, even less than if that. you had a, you know, if you if you had a skill, you oh, went yeah. into logistics basically. Yes, mm. or yes. support of some type. Okay, so the answer three sixty five, hmm. Mac, you were the closest. Oh, four hundred. So you get ten points, six points for Jim, no okay. points for X. Wow. So the two people, the only two people who scored for this answer are Mac and Jim, who happen to be on the same team. There you go, Jimbo. All right. Yeah. And uh, I, I may add that I said I think Mac was closest at 400,000, but I didn't think I could okay. take the same answer. But oh, everybody took my yeah. answer in the first place. Yeah, being so magnanimous. Okay. I've probably done that. I've learned hey, my lesson hey, on X, these evolving rules. X, two hour show. <laughs> two hour show. Okay. All right, let's go. There is no exclusion on answers. Everybody could have the same answer under numerical one if it happens to turn out that way. Wow. Okay, the third one concerns a very famous meme from World War II. Wow. And it's a fill in the blank. They had memes back then? Yeah, that's what I, yeah, okay. Let's see what happens. So here's the expression. All you have to do is write down the word represented by the blank. Blank was here. Oh, 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 I know that. That's it. Yeah. Write them all down. I remember that one. We can. Okay. Lois might even know this one. I know it too. What does that mean? (laughs) I actually think I do. Yep. I'll write it down. Is everybody ready? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. We're going to start with one one. Kilroy. Kilroy is correct. Yay. Jocko. Gilroy. See, look, I even drew a little picture of him, so X. Right? That's right. <laughs> so X would understand. That's it. I'm going to take him right there. Second, yeah. All okay, right, go ahead, smart. go ahead. Sir. Yeah, you're brilliant, uh, Jocko. Just like you, Juan. What? Mac, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, Kilroy. Jim? I was going to say Kilroy as well. Okay. X? Kilroy. And finally, the general. Kilroy was here. Here's the little story behind that. Yeah, there was a riveter on a uh, in a, a shipyard on the west coast whose real name was Kilroy, and hmm. he got into the habit of writing Kilroy was here, just the name, just the expression, Kilroy was here, Yes. in some remote area of the ships that he worked on, hmm. mainly troop ships. So by the time the troops got to Europe, they had you know found the expression Kilroy was here. Independently... There was a cartoonist in England who created a character named Chad, who was a guy with a bald head, a long nose, looking over a wall. Wow. Yeah. Okay. When the U.S. Army troops encountered Chad, they combined the two. 
Interesting. Uh, wow. Kilroy was here, appeared in many places in the war. Adolf Hitler, when he encountered um, a drawing of him, thought he was a spy. <laughs> <laughs> oh well paranoid there yeah right See, i would have won this hands down yeah really yeah uh, well, lois, just, i let's... just want to for the record since it was even lois would probably know this lois did know it lois did write she wrote it down. Yes. <laughs> yes so yes. even right. lois knew it and for a bonus point what does kilroy mean it's an irish name <laughs> what does it mean in irish gaelic gaelic oh what is it Kill is one of the many words in Irish to say church. Yes. And Roy or Re is one of the uh, many ways to say king. Right. Church of the king. Uh, church of the king. Mm, All right. Church okay. of the king. Wow. We're educated and wow. entertained. Raven, are you awake? You still awake there? <laughs> that was excellent. World War II was a big battle, you know, that they fought way back, you know, in the last century. You, know? okay. you can Google Never it. Never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. It. Brad Pitt was in it for a while. Yeah, Brad Pitt <laughs> fought in a tank. Yeah, I think Ben Affleck was in it as well, somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so next question, please, Phil. <laughs> okay, you ready for the next one? Mm -hmm. Ready. All right. Let me, before I give you this question, I just want to explain that. Winston Churchill's favorite um, creation during World War II was the SOE, which has a nothing meaning, Special okay. Operations Executive. Mm -hmm. But basically, it was the organization that he promoted that sent agents behind the line in France to sabotage, organize the resistance and whatnot. Right. And we had the equivalent called the OSS, which even though it was shut down after the war, actually was the forerunner of the CIA. Mm -hmm. And that's just by way of background. Okay. okay. One of the most famous SOE and OSS operatives was American-born Virginia Hall. She became a secret agent, a saboteur, and a fighter behind the lines in France. And here's the question. What was her handicap? And remember, she was a saboteur, secret agent, and a fighter. I'm ready, Alex. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to take a commercial break after this because we want to talk to Switch. I'm ready. Everyone ready? What, what was yeah. her handicap? Is that what you said? Yeah, what was her yeah, handicap? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Mom. Wow. Okay, he's ready. All right. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I'm not going to reveal the answer until everybody has okay. stated their guess. Right, right. Okay. All right, and this time we're going to start with Jocko. Jocko. I'm going to guess because I have no idea. I'll say she was mute. Mute, okay. Mac? She had a limp. She had a limp. Okay. Jim? She had a wooden leg. Wooden leg. Uh, X. Limp. General. Uh, she did have a limp with a wooden leg because she had she lost part of it in a hunting accident, I think it was. Yeah. Hmm. And finally, one one. Hmm. Well, they're probably right, but I was saying she was blind. 
Oh. Right. Make a great spot. Okay. Wow. That's, that's really? You're dragging the Very original forward. one, Juan. Very original. Jim, did you did you Got give it. your answer, Jim? What? Did you give yeah. your answer? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. I think we're all in. Okay. Yeah. Jim said wood, Jim said wooden leg. The answer is Virginia Hall had a wooden leg, wow. which she nicknamed Cuthbert. And she self-inflicted an injury mm. uh, with a shotgun while she was hunting in Europe a few years before the war. So she accomplished all of this, um, spy, secret agent, saboteur, and fighter, um, and including and every now and then escaping while, you know, handicapped by the wooden leg. That's crazy. So I think it's fair to give 10 points to everybody who said limp or yes, wooden leg. Yes. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. So that means that for team one, each player got 10 points. For team two, none, because blind and mute were out. And then <laughs> team three, 10 points for each. Listen, you know, you know I, one, one. was there a documentary? Hang on, hang on. PBS special. Go ahead. What, yeah, was, it, yeah was, was there a special about her? Like she was the most wanted she wrote Spy. a Something. There was a, a book about her. About okay. That long ago. But listen, uh, let me just yeah. really quickly, Jim, because you are in the biz. The I mean, most would, hunted spy. Yeah. Wouldn't that be like that. A, an unbelievable movie, like for some actress, who, like oh, Nicole yeah. Kidman, to play someone with a wooden leg? Yeah. Isn't um, that they're just the delight? Yeah. And it's just yeah. this. I, we've talked about it before on the show. There's so many twists and turns, and she had just a, a weird life and a yeah. very unlikely yeah. spy. Yeah. Cool. So, Mac, why don't we do one more question before the break? Okay, break sure. it up evenly, five and five. Okay. And this, this question is a numerical answer, and it's pretty straightforward. Beginning in 1942, during the war, how much was a private paid monthly? Oh, wow. It's, it's <laughs> Probably what they pay him now. Um. Sorry, what, what year did you say before the war? 1942. No, no, 1942. In other words, right after Pearl Harbor, okay. Okay, the Army adjusted its pay scale for the war. How much was a private paid? Per month. month. Per month. Okay. Is that what taxes, Phil? Straight. This is just the gross amount. Okay. Plus, they got all their meals, right? Yeah. Now, this is what they got paid in cash. In their clothes. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's what I could before never. Before tax or after tax? So, before you know, tax. So it was this amount of money plus benefits, whatever. Plus bennies, yeah. Oh, so they count the benefits? Yeah, you go fight in the war. That's the benny. So, okay, is everyone in? I'm in. Okay, we're all ready, I think. All yeah, right. We're going to start with you, Mac. I'm going to say $35. 35 Jim? $14. 14 Um Let's go back to X. I'd say $31. $31. General? I'll say $125. One, $120 or $125? $125. Okay. Juan uh, Juan? Was this, uh, wait a minute, was this a week or a month? A month. A month. Mm -hmm. 60 bucks. I don't know, something like that. 60 yeah. And then finally, Jocko. Rolling 40, the Forty-six dollars. Forty-six. Random. Yes. Random. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> the army actually instituted a pay raise starting right after Pearl Harbor. So the amount that um, 
I reveal mm-hmm. this was the standard pay during the war. Uh-huh. And the answer was $50 a month. Ooh. Oh, wow. Jocko. So yeah. 46 mm. is the closest. But that was, could we, is there, can anyone determine what that would be worth these days? I mean, it's probably. Well, it's, I don't know. It's 23 times or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, was, I mean, it was kind now. of good money back then, but it was wise to raise the pay scale well, right after Pearl Harbor. That's for sure. All I can tell you is that my dad, who served during the entire war, saved everything. He sent it home. And after the war, when it's, he got married, he built a home with it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What did they before Pearl Harbor? 35 bucks. Wow. 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 So See, that yeah. guess is 35. I heard 35 somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. They give him a pretty that. nice raise when you think about it. No so, yeah, when you really think so 46, about it. 46 is the closest, okay. and 60, I believe, is second closest. 50. Hey. Oh, 35. Oh, someone That's said 50, me. I thought. Yeah, right. Go ahead. I said 60. Wan-wan. Okay, Just so fell 60 into will it. earn for one one six points, mm. and 10 points by gets awarded to Jocko. Wow-wee. All right. Just, just an interesting point directly related to the that. Juggernaut. When I was a second lieutenant, I did not make 23 times more than $50 a month. <laughs> wow. Okay, wow. So that oh, just shows, and the general probably made less than I did when he was a second lieutenant. Well, of course, this is in today's inflated. Dollars. Right, yeah, sure. No, no, I understand that. Okay. So we're going to take but a, still, let's just take a little bit of a break, not a real break, but just like a, a little bit of a break between questions. I just want to throw it to the general real quick. It, you know, so at one point, I think you said you you were in charge of like about 8,000 people. Is that right? Yeah, over in Korea. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And what's that like? I mean, are you worried about them every single day or is it just what, – what's it like? I can't imagine, you know, being, you know, in command of 8,000 people in, in a potential war zone. I mean, how did you handle it, I should say? Uh, you know, the uh, command I was in, uh, the vast majority of them – were civilians because we were running all the installations across the peninsula. Okay. But it, it wasn't a, a thing so much about worrying about everybody is you really got to trust all your subordinate leaders to be doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no way you can have complete control over that size force right. over the entire Korean peninsula, you know? Yeah. So you had a staff, you had a staff then had a small staff at the headquarters and then we had uh Smaller commands at all the installations mm-hmm. uh, around the peninsula. And what did and you? And each one of them had a staff, and they they kind of ran the mm-hmm. installations. They were the the city managers, so to speak, and mm-hmm. made sure everything was working on the installations. Right. And, and and what would happen? Would they report into you like on a daily basis or a weekly basis? Would you visit them often? Visit on the road all the time. All visiting, the time. Uh, all across the peninsula. Okay. So, uh, so visiting the different commands, and we had four major commands. Uh, under me, and then they had smaller commands under them as well. So we just got out and visited uh, the troops all the time. Okay, and was it like, uh, oh, shit, the general's coming? You had to have, you know, <laughs> raised that anxiety in these people, right? Well, I can I can remember when I was, uh, you know, X was talking about pay a little while ago, but I can remember when I was a lieutenant, mm-hmm. I didn't want to go around to the squadron headquarters where there was a lieutenant colonel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I know that the the temperature gets ratcheted up a bit when generals start, you know, saying, "Hey, we're coming down to, to visit you." Sure. Because they really think they're coming down to tear you apart. Yeah. Right. Well, how many times? I mean, in some cases, you would arrive to tear them apart, right? It wasn't all strawberries and balloons. 
No, I mean, uh, you know, you, you got to hold, uh, you, you set high standards and you hold people accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's, there's ways to do that. You don't have to make it a, you know, public flogging or something like that. You yep. take them behind closed doors and tell them what it's all about. Yeah. Is that how it's done mostly? Across. See, I'm not, I've never been in the military, but a lot of people in my family has been in the military, but is that how it's usually done? Like kind of behind the scenes and you don't really know and so on. If someone really goofs up. You know, a lot of times it really needs to be, mm-hmm. uh, but there are times when things are happening on the fly and you got to have thick skin and it's not personal. Yes. You're, you're just making a call on something and tell somebody to go left and they may not agree with you, but they but go left. They're going to go left. Yeah. Wow. And uh, if they want to put up a fight, they're going to, they're going to lose about it. You just, you know, you just get on with business again. It's not personal. Yeah. Just do it. Did you have your own helicopter? I think I asked you this before. Didn't you have your own helicopter? Um, yeah, actually, uh, when I was when I was up in uh, Second ID, my last tactical assignment, uh, it wasn't my personal aircraft, but uh, there were aircraft in the division that were set aside to fly the command group, our mm-hmm. two star and then our two one stars. Cool. And usually had the same crew. Yeah, nice. Uh, which they they weren't uh, they weren't all that enthused about having a, a one star flying the back that was also an aviator because <laughs> all right, okay. I tended to you know give them some flack when they'd come in and, and bounce it onto the ground. Or oh, something. nice. And yeah, okay. Yes. They, they, they weren't always uh, hyped up on having me in the backseat. Okay. So you were a helicopter pilot at one point? I was. Really? For yep. about 20 years. Wow. Too bad Coco wasn't here. So, uh, you know, we're getting on with the game very soon. But on helicopters, like really difficult to fly. I mean, the, the aerodynamics of them always are just kind of a mystery to me. Yeah, well, it's uh, a lot of people say they're not meant to fly. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, someone said, don't <laughs> but, get in one if you don't have to. Yeah, they're uh, they're a different animal. I mean, the hardest thing about them starting off is just learning how to make it hover. Mm. Once once you figure out how to make it hover and they, you're not fighting the controls and everything, yep. you're fine. Yeah, really. Huh? And it's it's nice because they're a lot smaller and you can again, since you can hover, you can put those things virtually anywhere you that you've got the space. Wow. In, in what years were you flying chopper? Uh, I was uh, actually flying from 81 until 2002. Wow. Huh. And it, and it, was it fun? I mean, I don't want to, I don't know how else to put it. Was it kind of cool? I, I love flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted, I really wanted to get into it. Um, Mainly because of a little bit of adrenaline, a little bit of an adrenaline junkie yes. anyway. And oh, yeah. Wanted to fly, but like also because they were always working with the ground troops. You got to support them. You mm-hmm. always knew what was going on in the ground. You got to help out. Yeah, cool. And I spent five years as a tanker before I transitioned uh-huh. to aviation. Just like X. X was I, in tanks. I, I can relate to that, General. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of tanks as well. Yeah. But, yeah and I, I just like from that. going... I like from uh, firing one big bullet to flying something to fire big bullets. There you go. I, I took that. I took the high road. I went to military intelligence after tanks. <laughs> yeah, you told me you spent. What, 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 officer. In, <laughs> what helicopter did you fly the most, sir? Uh, the most was probably an OH-58. Um, oh, okay. Start with that, though. I, I did get to fly. Uh, I was rated in uh, Cobra. As well as the uh, last, well, everybody starts off in a Huey. We started off when we went to flight school. Then I went to 58s, and my first couple assignments uh, was in a Cobra for a while. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, last aircraft I was rated in was a Blackhawk. Wow. The Cobra, if you, if you don't know, the Cobra is like this very kind of slender helicopter that is just basically a gun with a, with a rotor on it, right? It's just a, a, an awesome array of weapons for 
relatively small helicopter, right? The, yeah, it's the, a, the, it's the a tandem seat. The Cobra was mostly associated with the Marines, I thought, General. Well, the Cobra, actually, we had it for quite a while. Really? Uh, but the Cobra, the Marine Cobra has two engines, which mm -hmm. is gotcha. wonderful because okay. it's got mm -hmm. a heck of a lot more power. And that's what happened, uh, Mac, as you were saying, the different weapons that we started hanging off of that thing mm -hmm. uh, just weighed it down, and it didn't really have the power to have all the weapons yeah, on it. You, you had to start making choices between gas and bullets uh, when you went to go fly. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we came up with the Apache. Oh, wow, yeah, the Apache is right. like the scary freaking helicopter that they fly now. So yeah, anyway. They, they, had, they, they modeled it after the Huey, right? And then the Army had them first. Yeah, yeah Cobra Vietnam. is almost like a shrunken Huey in a way. There's a lot of yeah. Huey pots yeah, in well, the same. You know, a tandem seating, one one behind the other. Mm -hmm. uh, matter of fact, one of the funniest stories I have is uh, my first assignment in attack helicopter battalion. My wife was about eight months pregnant mm -hmm. with our first child, and we had a static display day where you brought all your families in. They got to crawl all over the aircraft and yes. put kids in the seats and stuff. And we got my wife into the back seat of a Cobra, mm -hmm. and the, uh, the, the window door on it only opens on one side, so she got in that side. And then we went to try and get her out, and it took about four men and a boy to try and get her out of that thing. We almost <laughs> almost needed a winch to get wow. her out of there. It was tough. Hey. Is she listening tonight? Maybe not. <laughs> no, she's upstairs with the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Wow. A so, story that a quick one that the general can relate to. When I went through armor school at Fort Knox, yes. uh, they made us take the um, flight aptitude uh, test. They wanted us to become aviators. And wow. I said, sure. I salute, said, whatever you want. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. Passed the, I think they call it flight aptitude. I forget the name of the original test uh, you take. Ahead. And then when I passed all those tests, I passed the vision test, and then they gave me the colorblind test. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, what number do you see? And I said, I don't see any damn number. What okay. are you talking Next. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was not forced to be an aviator. Yeah, I don't see you as a pilot there, Rex. I'm sorry. You know? Before we had a branch in 1983, uh, the majority of the Army aviation officers were armor officers. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and they were armored cav officers, too. That's what I eventually yeah. was. I was a cavalry cavalry guy before I... Now, listen, what, when you were in tanks, X, real quick, what, what did you do in tanks? I, Me? I wasn't there no. long because I didn't like working in the motor pool. Okay, go ahead. So, <laughs> I initially was in tank platoon, then I went to armored cav. I, How I many tanks? How many better. tanks in the platoon? Pardon me? How many tanks so in five, your... Five tanks five. in the okay. U.S. platoon. So at one point you had... What, what, what were the tanks back then? M83s M or something? M68. M68-3. Okay. Yeah. So at one point in his career, he was... I've told the story before. He was in charge of five tanks. Years later, we're down the beach. Uh, Mrs. Mack and uh, also uh, Mrs. X... And we have firecrackers, and the girls don't want us to light off the firecrackers because it's too dangerous. <laughs> I said he used to he used to command five tanks. I think he knows what he's doing, but we never did it. Lois, you were there. We just didn't want to break any rules. There you go. Yes. Okay. There you go. You want to you want to disturb the uh, the plovers? The, well, uh, yes. Well, right. Only because plovers, the week before. Uh, yes. We did. Light a fire on the beach, and yes. remember we. Oh, got the police in came. Okay, well, so listen, we, we didn't were like, to, okay, <laughs> we, we didn't have to go too, twice. too deeply into it. And, and I walked away, and I said, I have no idea who that guy yeah, is. Thank you, Wex. <laughs> in, uh, in my time of need, cops are such killjoys. Yeah. Huh? 
In my time in need. Yeah, sorry, Jack. We're talking bad about cops. Okay, before I thought we- you were going to say, <laughs> nah, I I say after the fire, the, about 10 guys landed in the parachutes. <laughs> no, that's what we were expecting. Uh, we'll Just, look- wait, we're here for the party. Yeah, the party. Uh, <laughs> that was our signal. It turns out this police officer wasn't really interested in partying, as they say. He wasn't? No. Uh, he, was, he was pretty cool uh, guy. Boring. He would have had a beer and just hung out with you. Well, he, he just said, get out of here. Maybe not. <laughs> okay, so I, get to, so I get two questions. Okay, first of all, Raven, how are you doing? I have to check in on you because it looks like you're falling asleep. I'm good. Okay. I knew I should have played because I knew that that one answer kill about me the broad too. with the wooden leg. Oh, I knew that with the wooden kill leg. Rod. That'd be the name of the movie. I know. That's the name of the movie. It was canceled, but I guess not. The broad with the wooden leg. I think I'm allowed to say it. Frank say it a lot. Raven, I know you knew that there were five. There were five tanks in a U.S. tank platoon. You knew that. Okay. Before we get the switch, the helicopter was canceled also due to a slur on the Native Americans. Right. We we haven't canceled any of our helicopters. They're all named after. They're all named after. I thought maybe the Atlanta Braves might be canceled. No, no. There's a whole different thing. So they like the child. You're honoring them. You're honoring the Kiowa. They're all right. helicopters. Right. How about uh, how did, real how did quick. the Tomcat get its name? Do you know? The Tomcat. Hope that's not what we um, did. Yeah. The F fourteen Tomcat. Okay, that was that was way after world. The reason for our uh, commercial break is that we have to not a commercial break, but a break before we get back to the uh, World War Two trivia question. Just switching the skew of the show. Okay, you ready? All right, I got a lot of letters on what you've been eating lately. So, switch. What did you have for breakfast oh, no. this morning? <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for breakfast this morning? For breakfast this morning, I had Entenmann's chocolate frosted donuts with oh, yeah. yellow cake, not the wow. devil's food. Oh yeah, and they were they were mini. Uh, intimates. Many. So I was able to cram in about three or four of them with a cup of coffee. <laughs> three or four? Oh. Wow. They're small. They're small donuts. Yeah, I know. So yeah. five or six. Yeah, about a half a dozen. Does, yeah, does three or four mean five mm-hmm. or six? And, and the good news is, is Mac, yes. I've got Mac. three left in that box, so I know what I'm going to have for breakfast tomorrow. tomorrow if I can That's stay out of that box. Or Yeah, you never know. Okay, yeah. cool. Wow. All right. So nice. your thirds for dinner, for breakfast. Uh, so no yogurt, you know, no, uh, no energy bar, nothing. No, no. You're all the, the images lately have been sure. behind me. Yeah. I saw the enemy. Is that you recognize these guys? Is that show Combat? Combat. Lois's yeah. uh, uncle was this involved. This is the TV show Enderman, Combat. So. I love that show. Oh, yeah. Vic Morrow. Awesome show. Vic Morrow. Rick Jason. Vic Morrow. Man. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing you, on you uh, had, CD. You had some guy who was a comedian. Pretending to be soldiers in California, <laughs> pretending to be France, right. fighting actors, pretending to be Nazis. Mm, it does not get any better. Any li- any live rounds? Anybody got killed with a live round? No, 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 no. Wow, no. Alec Baldwin. Must yeah, we're not going to get into that. But I'll tell you, there's there's no. If you really read into it, and Jim probably knows this more than me, there's yeah. no way a bullet is supposed to be on a movie set. There's, it's no it's way. it's just not no supposed way. to be, you know. And uh, it goes back to an actor named John Payne years ago, and and a TV series called The Deputy, and somehow they mixed up kind of shot. And there's the John Payne Law. He was also in. Uh, What's the name of the uh, Santa Claus movie on Broadway there, huh? uh, Lois? Um, the Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. oh. Um, you mean? Yeah. For, oh my gosh! It's yeah, out yeah, of my yeah, head. yeah. Uh, um. Uh, yeah, where he where the Santa Claus goes to Macy's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty Miracle oh, on Forty. Mir- miracle Thirty oh, Fourth Street. Yeah, Thirty Fourth yeah. or Forty Eighth. We don't know. Yeah, anyway, John Payne was 34th. in that, so anyway, that's why they John shouldn't. Payne. Right. Who's the chick of that? that she was Natalie actually. Wood was her first. She was a kid in it. A little girl. Yeah. And then his wife yeah. was, um, 
wasn't. Maureen O'Hara, maybe? Jim, we really yeah. Yeah. yeah, Maureen O'Hara. Okay, yeah. was she the one in the Tarzan movies? No, that was Maureen O'Sullivan. Oh, Maureen O'Sullivan. I mixed them up. Okay, so listen, let's I get... Almost hey, hey, Mac. Mac. Yes. Mac. Yes. Mac. Yes. Just because you mentioned the F-111 Aardvark uh, last week. Oh, right, yes. You know, McNamara wanted that plane to be an F-14 and the F-111. That was supposed to be one plane, <laughs> and the Navy and Army were both supposed to get it. Really? So yeah. when they realized that didn't work, because they said, you know, hey, I make Ford cars. We make one car and just put different names, Ford, yeah. Lincoln, Mercury. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Didn't work, right? So um, Grumman, who names all the birds after cats, <laughs> like the Indians. Yeah, sure. The admiral who was in charge yeah. of that program, who signed off on the F-14, was Thomas Connolly, and they called it Tom's Cat. So oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Right. Wow. The F-14 was a Tom. It was a Tomcat in World War II, I think, as well. Yeah, maybe a you know, really? Wildcat, Hellcat. But okay, before we, real quick, Phil, before we Jocko, go back, that was awesome information. That was great. Before we I go back to a private makes today too, if you want to. Wow. Okay. And and you do know talking about combat, Vic Morrow came to a bad ending. Yeah, yes. we all know. Yeah. On the Twilight Zone awesome. movie. You yeah. should also yeah, right. say that his uh, daughter is Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You really? feel better now? Feel better? Okay. Listen, General, I'm just going to put you on the spot real quick. And these are things that always bother me. Okay. My, my ass is on fire right now. Ready? Okay. And he's, I'm glad we're on the air. General, you ready? <laughs> Way too much information. Right. How, how many guys <laughs> in the squad? Jason Lee was a smoke show. Okay. How many guys in a squad, right, General? General, how many guys in a squad? Eleven. How many in a platoon? Uh, Thirty-five. Okay. How many in a company? Hundred and ten. Okay. And then what's the next up? Or will be the next up? Battalion. Battalion. How many? About nine hundred, maybe. Uh, no, you probably. Too high. These days, four hundred and fifty. Oh, real? Okay. All right. And then what's next? The brigade or the union? Brigade. Okay. How many there? Probably 1,500. Okay. And and then what, how, and then we go up to divisions. I always think divisions are 20,000 people, but they're not these days, right? Well, uh, they can they can easily be in excess of 12,000 or more mm -hmm. because they can have other brigades that are with them as well as their three or four maneuver brigades. Mm -hmm. See, that bothers me about a lot of stuff that I wind up reading is they never – they just assume you know how many people are in a platoon, how many people are in a company, you know, and <laughs> – yeah, I've been doing it for years. I'm still not sure, you know. So, but Matt, well, and it's and it's really changed over time too. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it depends on wartime and everything, right? Well, and not just that, just the uh, the structure of the forces. I mean, when I first came in, uh, aviation companies were commanded by majors, but they were 150 person companies. They were pretty good size with a lot of aircraft in them. And then we went. The army went to a smaller aviation company uh, that most of them only had you know, eight to 10 aircraft mm -hmm. inside of them. And you're talking about only well, about 20 pilots and crew chiefs. So now you're in a 30 to 40 person company. Right. right. And a battalion was still about maybe 300, but the vast majority of them were in their aviation maintenance and in their headquarters. Mm -hmm. Is it more manageable? How many divisions were in an army? Oh, wow. Yeah. How many divisions? Right. No, it, it uh, really depends. Mm -hmm. They just... They're moving divisions in and out depending on right. what the army and is. And is, is it the same in the Marines as the army? Um, not, right. not exactly. Yeah. Don't make they, fun of them. They, they really treat their brigades kind of the same, and they're they're mixing and matching mm -hmm. all across. Wow. Yeah, and, and and the general general, you're right, and that that's why I told you this before, Mac. It's kind of hard to say how many in a yes. platoon. For for what the general said, it's right for a maneuver unit, 
the numbers he gave are good roundabout numbers. Okay. But if you're talking about artillery or a company or an MP company or anything, the, the numbers vary tremendously. Right, right. Okay. I just wanted to say that uh, X told me uh, years ago what a jawhead was. He had explained that to me. So we don't <laughs> make, we don't want to make fun of the Marines, okay? Uh, so anyway, okay, Phil, we're ready. I think we've got our second win. Okay, question number six. This question has a two-part answer. The two-part, and it's about ordinance, okay? It's going to be a quantity, and it's going to be an item. So you have to determine both components of the answer. Okay. If you were in the Royal Air Force in World War II, what would a cookie be? A cookie? A cookie. So it's a quantity and it's an item. And it's ordinance. I heard it. Okay. I can't remember what it so is. So what's though. a cookie? We need Ross. Yeah, really. Uh, and we're going to start with Jim. Wow. Uh, cookie whatever is you want, whatever you a dozen landmines. Well, are we are we all ready to go? Yeah, sure. I'm not, but I have no clue. Yeah, I don't. Right. Either. So you're going to say what? I got a, a dozen landmines. Land okay. Now we're back to X. I, I'm I, I'm striking out on this one too. You say you want to know what the item is and what the quantity is, right? And it's something to do with the Royal Air Force. Okay. Mm. The Royal Air Force. Oh. I, I would say a bomb load. I I have no idea. You say bomb, bomb load, but you, you have said, to give me, you have to give me a quantity. And so you know, pick a number. It, first of all, let me say it's an item. It's not items, and an item that has a, a number in front of it. Yeah. Want to pass? So it's a singular. Oh, it's a single. Can we come back? To single. single item. Go ahead. With right. a number in front of it. Yes. Right. Royal Air Force. Royal Air Force. RAF. Um, I, I, single item with the number in front of it. Uh, um, <laughs> Put music to this. Air Force. Good. I, 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 I'm struggling okay. with okay. this one. Cookie, we can yeah. tell. All right. Now we'll come back to him. Good. So what are we doing? Are we Who's next? Extra? Yeah, we'll, we'll come no, back no, to I'll, him. I'll, I'll give. Okay, go ahead. I don't think it, Landmines. Landmines. You, you said landmines, right? I said landmines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that's not a number no. with a item, and that's plural. You so. said a dozen landmines. You want to reconsider? Oh, I'd wow. love to reconsider that. Yeah, okay. Well, listen. Right. Yeah. For clarity's sake, it's the Royal Air Force. It's something that they were um, was part of their vernacular. Okay. And it was a quantity and item singular. Okay. Go ahead. So we'll instead just... of wines, what do you say, Jim? Jim. So um, I say it was uh, a, a four pack of bombs. Four pack of bombs. Four pack of bombs. Four pack of bombs. All right. X, what do you say? I think that's a good guess, Jim, <laughs> and I'm going to say a six pack. Six pack. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I have ESP. <laughs> Holy cow. Right. Then we go to the general. General. I'm going to say one bomb and a big one. A big bomb. Big bomb. 
All right, now we go to one one. Yeah, since I go singular, it's a bomb. I don't know what it's probably since it was the Royal Air Force. They they like big stuff, so some kind of bomb, and just one. Just one. not that not a lot of them. You just have to give a number. Draco. Okay. I think it would. I'm thinking it's something like I don't know what we today we'd probably call it a cluster bomb, mm. a dozen I would say. Like a bomblets okay. in it or something. I don't know. Well, you're actually all. Oh, wait, I didn't get my answer yet. Though. We didn't get you yet, did okay. we? I'm going to say it's it's like a four thousand pound bomb, their biggest bomb. All right. Good. Are you ready for the answers? Yes. yes. Yeah. We're ready. We have one player who hit it right on the nose. Ooh. And Who that would that? be Mac. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, 4,000 pounds was that biggest Thank bomb? You. Thank you. 4,000 well, pounds. This, this, now, here's the thing. Back then, the know standard that. size for a bomb carried in a U.S. or a Royal Air Force bomber was 500 pounds. Yeah, right. This was yeah. eight times bigger than usual. Yeah, yeah. So what about those damn buster bombs they used? Yeah, but they weren't. They didn't weigh them. a lot. They just they were barrels full of explosives. They weren't. They, were, they heavy, were heavy, but they weren't heavy, really heavy. Four thousand. Okay. The heaviest bombs were, of course, with the atomic bombs, but that's not with. Right. That wasn't associated with the RAF. Yeah, B seventeen. So that gives you ten points because you got both the quantity wow. and the item correct. Lois. Everybody, everybody who said bomb gets five points. Oh, there you go. Okay. So you, we're going to give five points to each player on Team A. Um, five points. Did both of you guys, Jocko and Juan Juan, say bomb? Yes, they did. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's what right. I said. I don't know. Yeah. And Jim actually said a four-pack of bombs, so he's going to get five points. Wow. Okay. Jocko said it was like a blockbuster or something. Still be right? in Cluster bomb. Cluster bomb, yeah. yeah. Bomb. But we should do a bomb is, is worth five points. I'm, okay. I'm, imp I'm impressed, uh, Mac. That's pretty good. I knew it was something to do General, what did you – yeah, what did you say, General? What did you Rocket say? One, I said one big bomb. One big bomb, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think they probably they probably flew it in a Lancaster or something because I know like B seventeens didn't they didn't really carry that many bombs, you know. But the well, British, first of all, the bomb yeah. B seventeen couldn't carry a bomb of this size. Yeah, not yeah. This, not necessarily the weight, just the physical size. Yeah, yeah. Lancaster could. Yeah, and I just think it's very cute that they would name this bomb a cookie. Well, cookie. that's the that's the British. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's go okay. uh, next one. Next question. And this is a two-part question. Each part, if you get it correct, will earn you five points. Was the famous photo of the Marines erecting the American flag on Iwo Jima taken before the battle was over? So the answer to that part of it is either yes or no. The second part is, was it the actual raising or a reenactment? So you're going to write down actual or reenactment. And that's going to comprise your answer. Okay. We should remind people of the scores uh, after this one. Yeah, well. Hmm. I should, uh, you know, I could talk in the interlude here to tell you that Lois Lane's father was the youngest Marine to land on Okinawa. He was 15 years old. Really? Yep. Wow. Great story. Yeah. Wow. And I tell this, I tell this. He lied about his age, and a lot of kids did that back then. But he was, you know, he was 15 years old when he landed on Okinawa, and then after the war, he went to Japan, and he was like about almost a year, kind of like 
a military policeman or whatever. And then he went back to um, Long Island. Did he live in Long Island at the time, Hun? When your father came home from the war, was he still in Brooklyn or where was he? Um, yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Bronx. I want to know where in Brooklyn. And they had they made him they made him take his senior year in high school. He left when he was a junior. <laughs> they made him take the senior year, but they wouldn't let him play baseball because he was too much of a man. He says all yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah, to do yeah. was play yeah, baseball. That's a great story. Yeah, Please. and I was that he couldn't wait to get out of there. Okay. Okay. Does everybody right. have their answers written down? Yes. Yes. Okay, we're going to start with X this time. So, yes, no, actual reenactment. What do you say? The, the first one was, yes, the battle was not over. Is that, do I have it right? Well, we, the battle we, was we, not you've over. Answered, you've answered that question. Yeah, okay. we don't, yeah, okay. right. We and don't the other one was, it is a reenactment. So, yes, reenactment. Then we go to the general. I'm going to say no in reenactment. No and reenactment. So um, third, we go to Juan Juan. Um, what do you have to I'm say? I'm going to say yes and reenactment. Yes and reenactment. Now we Sorry. go to Chaco. Yes, because they beat, they won the Battle of Sarabachi, but they didn't take the island. Hmm. But the first shot was taken originally, and it was an admiral or a general, I think, on a ship, and he saw it and said, that flag's too small. I haven't put a bigger one up. Mm -hmm. That's correct. And they put a bigger flag up. And that's, that's the so one. That I think he took pictures of both. Go ahead. Yeah. But it's the one that was famous. Right, sure. Yeah, okay. The reenact. Okay, now we go to Mac. It, uh, the battle was not over, and it was a reenactment. And finally, we go to Jim. Uh, the, the battle was not over, and it was a reenactment. Okay, well... Um, Everybody scored 10 on that one except the general, as oh, far as I can see. Sorry, John. So he, he scores five. Yeah. So it's 10 5, 10 10. I got to say, you guys are all doing really well tonight. Hmm. How about the scores? Some, of the, some you... of the choir quizzes, you know, we, we might have a smattering of scores, but you, you guys are hitting it out of the park. Okay. Do we have a total now, score yet? How many, how, many more, how many more questions do we have, Phil? Three. Okay, and, and do we have the scores? Do we have these scores, or should we announce the well, score? At, I can tell you at the end of five okay. that Team A had sickness, and, and Raven can, of course, verify if I got this right. Okay. But I have 60 for Team A, 56 for Team B, and 76 for Team C. Okay, who's Team A? Could Team Which A raise their hands? <laughs> team X A. And, X and the General. Okay, X and the General are winning? Okay. Right. No, you're No, winning. Team C is winning. Oh, Matt, Matt, I'm sorry. Jim. Okay. okay. You're winning. All okay. right, Jim. There we go. Which one are we? I got the four thousand pound bomb one. <laughs> oh, great. Right. All right, let's go. Here the we next go. Next question. Move along. Here we go. The next question. The answer is a number. In the United States Air Force, a fighter pilot became an ace at five planes shot down. How many planes did German pilot Eric Hartman shoot down? Mm. He was Who the, the heck is Eric Hartman. Yes. He was their leading ace. I'll tell Phil you that. Hammond. Really? Phil Hartman's brother. Um, okay. <laughs> so five Sorry. made you an ace in the U.S., but uh, how many did this German pilot shoot down? <laughs> okay. 
Hey, General, what do you think of guys that do, did the subservice, silent service? Would you ever do that? Did you ever consider going in the Navy? Uh, not the Navy and definitely not the submarine force. I got, <laughs> I got no desire to get down there deep. Me run neither. Silent run deep. No, yeah. thank you. Mm-mm. I really, I, my hat's off to you, Switchy, man. I could never do that. I'd yeah. just be too many, too many issues. Everybody got, a, everybody got an answer? Yep, we're ready. Yep. All right, so this time I'm thinking, we, did we start with the general that time or did we start with X? X. I think we start with X. Yeah, with me, yeah. Okay, so general, what do you say? Man, I think this guy had just a ton of planes he shot down but really, it was very few U.S. I think the the majority of them were so probably so. But this is you know, the whole yeah. war. So yeah. So I'm going to say like I don't know, three hundred. Three hundred. Okay, we go to one one. Wow, I was like one tenth of that. I said thirty. Thirty. We go yep. to Jocko. Four hundred seventy six. Something crazy. He shot down a boatload of Russians. Yes, nuts. I'm going to say one hundred one. Almost all of them Russians. Yeah. Finally, Jim. Or not finally, but Jim. Forty one. Forty one. Then we go back to X. Yeah, I'd say one hundred and thirty one. One thirty one. Okay. Eric Hartman, and you're right. He was on mainly on the Eastern Front. He shot down 352 Wow. Oh, yeah, boatload of them, man. So 300, which was the general's answer, gets 10 points. And let's see who was second here. Um, I think it's going to be uh, Jocko, Jocko, who said 476. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Jocko, you score six. Man, how do you have the time to do all that? I mean, that takes a lot. Every day he shot down everything. They had biplanes. Yeah, well, he's shooting down trainers and stuff. Yeah, I understand. Okay. Okay. Women, pilots, they never flew a plane. Next question. It's kind of fun. Okay. It's uh, in addition to being a candy, what item to which all soldiers were entitled was nicknamed a Hershey bar. So we all know that a Hershey bar is a candy, mm-hmm. but the name Hershey bar became a nickname for an item for which all soldiers were entitled to earn. Hmm. Huh. And I'll give you one other clue. Yes, uh, please. Think of the shape of the Hershey bar. Oh, I see. Okay. You know. Not necessarily the color. They have to win it, Phil, or just they were issued? That's a good guess. Issued. Um, they had to earn it. Earn it? Oh, you had to earn it? You had to earn oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. I understand. But, right. You, know, you had to do something. Yeah. Okay. And you would get it. Bada bing. Okay, we're going to start with one one. I don't know. I, I got to pass on that. Okay, I have no idea. We got to pass. Yeah. We got Jocko. I'm going to say like some kind of combat, some kind of combat ribbon. Combat ribbon. Okay. I wanted to say the CIB, but I don't think so. Mac? I'm going to say like some kind of metal. Metal. 
Jim? An epaulet. Epaulet. Mm. We go back to X. I mean, sorry, to, yeah, to X. Yeah, I, I'd say it's a combat decoration of some time, metal or a decoration or something. Okay. Uh -huh. And we go to the general. I was going to say uh, marksmanship decoration. We got the little bars that hang down below the different qualifications with different weapons. Correct. Marksmanship. Wow. Okay, this is one that nobody got right. The answer is a Hershey bar was a six-month service bar, a gold six-month um, mm. service bar that was sewn on the sleeve of your uniform. Wow. Every six months, really? you got one. Oh, that's what those and are. Okay. in the war from start to finish, you would have seven of them. They weren't square. They kind of like had angles. Yeah, they were like, rectangular. Yeah, rectangular, like Hershey yeah, bars. I thought, they, I thought they were like and, and by the way, the reason they got the name Hershey bar is... They're gold. And Hershey bars back then came wrapped in a gold foil. Oh, cool. And yeah. they had the same shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, good question. Wow, that's a good one. That's what I, I tell you that we still wear those today. It really, yeah. We still yeah. wear six months in a combat zone. You get one of those bars, but there is zero population calling Hershey bars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know, in the war, that Hershey bar was part of the K-rations and whatnot. Mm. K-rations, okay. yeah. The next oh, question... You're right, K-rations back then. Right. Go ahead. Yep. The next question I think is pretty cool. What do Henry Fonda, Walter Matthau, and David Niven have in common? Okay, one more time. World War II... What do Henry Fonda, Walter Matthau, and David Niven have in common? I think I know. Mm. Okay. All right. I think we're ready. And I think we're going to start. We're going to start with Juan Juan on this one. Or we Again? With, no, did we start with Hugh last time? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay, no so clue. we're going to go to Jocko. That makes sense on my scoreboard. It Jocko, does. what do you say? Jocko. They were all in the Battle of the Bulge movie. Some kind of war movie. In the movie. Okay. Oh, good uh -huh. guess. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Mac? I think they were all in special forces because I know David Niven was in special forces. So I can't imagine Walter Matthau being in it, but that's my that's my guess. Special all in special forces. Special forces. Right, Jim? Um, I figured they all played officers, but I'm not sure what kind. Okay. Uh, now we're back to X. Yeah. Well, they definitely played. They all played officers, but I think it was. Uh, the longest day. And, and, and by the way, go ahead. let me start this one over again. Uh -oh. and give you all a chance to change your answer. <laughs> go. Oh. This was during World War II. It was not later in their act. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Something they all had in common. Oh, okay. Right. Go ahead. Let's, let's start this again. I'm sorry okay. if I missed one. That's okay. Go ahead. You go for us. Wani. Me? Yeah. No, no, Jocko goes. Oh, Jocko, first. sorry, Jocko. They made training <laughs> films for the military. All right, that's good. Training <laughs> films. All right. Now we go to Mac. I'm going to say they're still in the spe they're in the special forces somehow. Special forces, okay. He said the Jim, were wrong. I'm going to say they were all um, in the invasion force 
um, D-Day. They're all in D-Day. Mm -hmm. Okay, we go back to X. I, I, I kind of agree that I think they made um, motivational films. Motivational films? General? I think they all three served during World War II. Well, yes, that was a given. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Specifically. That was the not making motivational films. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's no, but there was something else okay. that they had in common by virtue of their participation in the war. Mm. Hmm. No clue. I just knew they were serving until you cleared all that up for okay. everybody. There you go. And then we're then we're one one. Well, we know I know that one of them was in the uh invasion of Normandy. So I'm assuming that's the key. So they all were at some point in, in the invasion of Normandy. Yeah. Maybe not well, the I, same beach, but let's see what happens. The answer in this one is they all were decorated. Oh, oh. 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 Hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah, good. They didn't have anything in common with each other, but they were, you know, interesting. Yeah. Decorated for what reason? Soldiers who became actors who can look back on the war sure. uh, and were recognized for their bravery and won uh, decorations on behalf of their bravery. Um, who's, wow. the guy, who's the guy in Green Acres? Eddie Albert? Eddie Albert. Eddie Albert. He was also Eddie decorated for, I think, in Tarawa or somewhere. He saved Coast a bunch guy, of guys. Yeah, he was yeah. a boat, right? Yeah. Against boat drivers. Saved a bunch of Marines. So, okay, are we at the last question now, Phil? That was it. Okay, wow. Well, let's hear the scores. Uh, we're going to need some time to total them up. We should take a break, and we'll come back. How's that, okay? You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network, a long-awaited break. And we'll be right back with who won our World War II trivia question, uh, contest, and we'll be back with our winners, okay? So you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the, the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org. everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. 
this is macaroni. I got to say this. This has been a wild night. We've never had a show like this. We're doing the third edition of the World War II Trivia Contest. And I've been educated tonight. I can say that much. But listen, so here we are with Phil O'Bain. Let me introduce everyone really quick. Okay, joining us tonight, the general is with us. from Holmes Rochus. Thanks, general. Did you ever expect this, general? Did you ever expect this, though, really? Uh, this was a great night. Okay, good. Glad to hear had a great time. Okay. Jim Frankel, Frankel Associates. Jimbo. Thank doing? you. Okay. It was fun. Is that a Mets hat on? If it is, you got to take it off. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Mets hat. I'm not taking it off. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> well, brave boys, you told. Okay. The, the voice you hear is uh, Jocko Johnson down there, down south somewhere. Jocko. You gotta know, be you, a fan, man. When they win or lose, you can't just you know. Not when they lose. When they win. Well, I'd be a fan when they lose. They're the most dysfunctional team. I know. And the MLB. Gotta, I mean, it, we man. don't have time Fans to get into it. Since I was a baby. Terrible. X is here. X is here. X, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great questions, and I also learned a lot. Switchy is here. about Kilroy. Switchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a submarine. Uh, silent Kilroy. service guy. Yeah. No, okay. about the background. Yeah. Right. Right. Great. I think Bill Maudlin. Did Bill Maudlin drive? No, he didn't probably draw him, but Bill Maudlin was a famous combat. Got to I thought Phil he did. Did. So yeah, I thought he did. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Phil O'Baines is here. He is the uh, president, past president of Winning Moves, uh, the company that makes different kinds of monopoly. They also make Risk. They uh, sell the Rubik's Cube, Clue, a lot of kids' games. Phil, thanks for joining us. You guys us. do a Ouija board too, Phil? And Ouija yeah. board. Uh-oh. We didn't want to say that tonight because uh, Raven had a bad wow. experience with a, re- with a Ouija board. But anyway. So did, so did my wife too. Really? Yeah? Let's well, my wife did some automatic writing the other day. Yeah, it was amazing. Really? The other day? Yeah. Yeah. You got to get her on the show. I, I was just going to say, get her, get her, on, the say, the get her on the show. You stay. Well, we, she was <laughs> talking to uh, some of the, her deceased relatives oh, and yeah. some children. Oh, Ooh. you stay home Ooh. and have her come in the show. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was she welcome to the Thirsty Moose with us? Um, she'd probably be up for that if she was just a little bit healthier. Okay. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Get a babysitter for Lucia. Also. Uh, the two be- Did I mention all the beasts yet before I get to the beauties? I don't, I don't know. know. Switchy is here. The general is here. Uh, Jocko is here. Mama is here. Jim Frankel is here. X is here. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know? Okay. Uh, also in the studio is gracing us with her appearance is mm-hmm. the very lovely Lois Lane. Yeah, what a night. This was very, very interesting. Interesting? Is that the word you chose? How about yeah. cha- chaotic? Educational. Yes. Well, educational. Okay. You know. Yeah, I feel better. It's always. Educational. <laughs> also, up there in upstate New York, our favorite good witch, Raven. Raven, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing so good. Mm-hmm. Let's just check in with you real quick, okay? Your clock is working in the background, the cat clock, still working. Okay. Still works. Still works, okay. <laughs> and the ghost, have you heard from the ghost lately? Or? Uh, Mr. Raven um, got grabbed by the ankle yesterday by our little friend. By the ankle, oh. okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hey, if it's really? That, it starts moving up the leg. He was, on, he was on the elliptical, and I... I thought I heard something, but I was like about to hop in the shower, and I was like, "Yeah, this can wait." Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, just man. a ghost. Okay, if he comes out, he's got a compound fracture. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I had a so joke. This There's is a... a ghost that's in your house. Yes. Yeah, the 
there's something bopping around here. Um, wow, take care I'm of not it. really sure what's you know what's going on, but cool. Cisco's yeah, ever shown. Can uh, you feel it that much where it grabs your ankle? Graves your ankle. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All I can think of if it was higher and he was grabbing you by the no. Well. Shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I'm working on it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, so listen, um, you you uh, real quick. You went to Salem for the Halloween. We're going to talk about it when uh, in a future show. But how was it? Uh, you know, up or down? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? Nutty? Salem, Massachusetts goes crazy on Halloween. Very very nutty. Yeah, it's nut- very uh, cha- chaotic is a good word. Yeah, um, yeah. but it's fun. You but know, fun, yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff to do. So it's nuts. And everything yeah. is so close by, so you could pretty much walk anywhere you want. Yep. So it was fun. Yep, they had the uh, cop, the police chief on, and he said, as soon as this is over, we start planning for next year. <laughs> 365 <laughs> to get oh, the I cops bet. in line. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Anyway, so all right, so listen, we played tonight the third edition of uh, World War Tri- Trivia Game, and I want, right now, let's give it up for Phil O'Bane. Uh, Good job. Thank you, Phil. Great job, Phil. Thank Phil you. research questions. It's, a, it's an eye-opener, some yeah, of these questions. Very good. Oh, yeah. Great very stuff. Good. Okay, let's and go. Before, before Raven. we go, and this does okay. not have to be in your recording, go ahead. I had one question in the second quiz that pertains to the general, although I didn't realize it at the time, and it's about being a second lieutenant. And what I'd like to do is read the question, and everybody can just verbally come out with a number because we're not going to be scoring this. Go ahead. And um, the question is this. Oh, my gosh. Um, The second lieutenant's primary task Mm -hmm. is to lead infantry soldiers into combat, working closely with the platoon sergeant and two squad leaders. The second lieutenant gives the orders. The platoon sergeant relays those orders to the squad leaders and other soldiers. Did I get that about right? Is that yeah. the, that's a pecking order? Yeah. That's 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 kind of it in concept. Though at platoon level, they're all right there together so a lot of times they get them direct yeah Hmm. so the question is between d-day and the battle of the bulge what percentage of second lieutenants did a typical army division lose Lose. what was what was the casualty rate among second lieutenants between d-day and the bulge yeah it's got anywhere in a division no, no, you don't have to worry about how many. Yeah, how about the casualties? No. What, 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 you know? I bet there's like twenty uh, oh, 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 okay. I was gonna say, I was gonna say like forty percent. I, I bet you it's it's it pretty Max high. Max says forty. Jim, what do you say? I was gonna say seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent. Jeez. X, what do you say? Sixty-five percent. Sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say fifty percent at least. Fifty percent. General. Yeah, I think seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent. Do we get them all, or we have one more to go? Jocko. I'll go at about 60. 65. 65. I'm going to say 58, even though I don't. Who is it? The answer to this question is really astounding. 150%. Oh, man. I mean, look, you're a second lieutenant. You're the one standing up and directing, you know, small unit um, uh, orders. You're not hunkered down in the back like, you know, maybe your major or colonel would Yep. 150%. How's that possible? Wow. Uh, if you lived, you weren't doing your job. Well, the thing is, they, they <laughs> shoot you. That's terrible. They shoot yeah. you first. Is that, what that's, that's, that's worse than the Civil War. Yeah. yeah. There, there yeah. are some yeah. divisions, I mean, pardon me, some uh, companies that got to the bulge with only four soldiers left mm. on the amount they had 
when they landed in Normandy. Think about that. Oh, sacrifice. Think about that. that. Yeah. Incredible sacrifice. Those people went through is just unbelievable. When you think, it's hard to comprehend. It really the, is the whole the whole concept. The the battle itself, the the way the invasion was orchestrated, yep. the age of these guys. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah right. yeah. Um, yeah. Nuts. Holy moly! Nuts. It's like. Nuts. And look what they did. Ooh, they had stones, man. They did, right. They, yeah, they, they, they had they, stones yeah, is the, the world. nice way to put it. So anyway, so Raven, yeah. let's go to you when you're going to tell us who won the uh, third edition of our World War II Trivia Contest. And I should just remind people that at the end of the show, we'll be announcing the lucky winners of tonight's show. Lucky fan who we were playing for, also second third prizes. But please, Raven, tell us, uh, why don't you go from the bottom and save the punchline? the end so who happened to the top who came in so third the winner first no who came, came in, third? in third yep third second first there we go okay uh so we have team b uh is our third place that's jj and jacko JJ at 92 92 nice boys okay that's good i got that anchor on my neck on. oh there you go <laughs> we have <laughs> Sorry, team jacko. a coming in second okay. place that's x and the general at 95 uh-oh <laughs> and our winners, Team C, Mac and Jim, at 111. Wow. Oh, wow. Jim Ball. Okay. Yeah. Mac and cheese. That uh, mac and cheese. All right. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Perfect. Wow, mac and cheese. wow, that's cool. Okay, so we're what playing. Was, what was the top score again? 111. Top score 111. 111. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Somehow we yep. know our stuff. That must be your lucky hat, Jim. Okay. Mets hat or not. See that? Hang on to it. Okay. Well, listen, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, before we go, I have to – I'm going to give a uh, probably a surprise on the general. I think that actually for what you do for Homes for Our Troops and basically what you do is that you build homes for uh, wounded veterans from Afghan and, and the Iraqi wars, and you make them more accessible to them so it's easier for them to get around, and then you give them the house, right? Yep. We give it to them free and clear. Okay, right. so how can you not, you know, get behind that? So tonight, yep. the show is making a d donation, 250 bucks. I know it's not a lot, but, you know, try to help, okay? Thanks, man. Okay. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Really appreciate and it. Thank we, you uh, very much. Yeah, we, Every little bit helps because we got so much work to do. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Give us an address, yeah. General, where we can send yeah, our please own donations. Tell maybe. everyone where they can donate. Uh, the, the best way would be to go to our website at hfotusa.org. There's a big donate button right there, and it'll take you online, or you can mail it in mm -hmm. any way you do it. Uh, another thing, you can get on the website and look at our, our build map, and it'll show you where we've built and where we are building. If uh, yeah. we got one in your neighborhood, volunteer, come out. Oh, we cool. do a community kickoff when we start it. We do a volunteer day, landscaping day, about six weeks before we give them the keys. Nice. And then a big patriotic key ceremony to welcome these vets home. Man, oh, man, they deserve awesome. it. Cool. Yeah, they really cool. do. And, and and how many homes have you built now? 322, and we got uh, 75 underway right now. Wow, man, that's insane. Wow. How, long, wow. how long have you been doing this? Uh, we've been in existence since 2004. There was actually a, a contractor in Taunton, Mass., Mm -hmm. watching uh, all the wounded come back from Iraq and Afghanistan and thought he could do something that would help him out. And he, he found a Army guardsman in Middleborough, Mass., by the name of Pete Damon, went, sought him out, and said, I'd like to build you a home. And uh, like all of our veterans, Pete told him, I'm sorry, I can't accept something like that. I don't yep. deserve that. Yep. So he kept talking to him, and Pete finally said, okay, on one condition, 
I'm not the last one. You keep building it for others. Son of a so bitch. we had a mission vision, and Pete Damon got our first home in 2005. Damn, man. Right. What that gave a story. me chills. Yeah. yeah. It is a chilling story. Good for you. We got it once Fantastic. more. Come on. Thank you, General, for all you do. It's like crazy, uh, it's, man. it's a great mission, and I got a great team there in Taunton that does this all over the country. Yeah. And, you know, Mac, we really don't see what we do as charity. We really see it as a moral obligation of our country. Yes. Uh, to repay a very small portion of a debt that can never be completely repaid to these veterans yeah. mm-hmm. and their families. They all raised the right hand, voluntarily served, mm-hmm. and they sacrificed greatly yep. for the rest of us so we can continue to enjoy our freedoms. Yeah, doing stuff like this. So listen, you know what? I'm going to, when we talk about Holmes Rod Troops again, I'm going to take the word charity out of it because you're absolutely right. You know, <laughs> this is our moral obligation to help these people, you know, and it, I think if you know, this is another show. I think it should have come from someplace else, like the government, like the Veterans Administration. But, you know, thank God that you guys are around. I mean, just think, I don't know, just me, it must be just a very special moment in their lives when they get the key, right? Sure it, is. it is. And uh, it's it's uh, more than heartwarming for us. We know what's going to happen to them. I mean, uh, more than 95 percent of our veterans tell us after they get their home that the entire stress level across the entire family goes down. Yeah, yeah, cool. So it kind of frees them up to do nice. things that it, it uh, reestablishes or restores that freedom and independence that they were lacking in their other homes so that they can now take care of themselves. They don't have to ask for help right. on daily tasks. Damn. They go out and get jobs. I mean, our, our veterans are getting employed at more than double uh, their normal rate before moving into their homes, uh, spouses and caregivers, more than triple. Wow. So it really has a life-changing what? impact on it. It works. Service. In other words, it works. Yeah. It works. You know, you know General, General, you said you had 33 years service. I did. Well, you didn't have it. You still are continuing to serve. And yeah, thank yeah. you, sir. I salute you because I know I how that is. Let's you know, cops who I worked with, I was retired early because I was in engine line duty. And I know uh-huh. how that goes, man. And I know how that feels when see a guy and he's just not there anymore yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. still doing your job thank yeah. you sir. thanks yeah, general. still just taking well care said. of troops really yeah. love it that's exactly right you're still so serving listen, us thank homes you homes for our troops just go online homes for our troops okay and uh you know get into the background and you'll see it's it's something that you know i think everyone should try to uh contribute to thank you general for joining us tonight would you ever do this again there's there's the that's the punchline <laughs> That's the big question. Sure, I, I'd, I'd be more than willing, but I'm going to pull down whatever team I'm on. Oh, Approve that tonight. Wow. Okay, he's just setting us up. He's setting us up for next time. Thank you, General. <laughs> hey, Jim Franco, thank you, my literary agent. Okay, you my made pleasure. it through. Okay, my and we won. Pleasure. We won there, dude. Okay. Uh, let's see, Phil O'Banes. Once again, thank you, Phil, for joining us and for running this uh, for running the circus. Really my great job again, Philip. Delighted to have the opportunity. Okay. A lot of fun. And I should say also that he is known around the world as Mr. Monopoly, right? Aren't you the world champion of Monopoly? <laughs> Not the world champion, but I'm the world expert. World expert in Monopoly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. Somebody yeah. had to become the expert, and I got the job 40 years ago. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I know I've said this to you before, but I've never played a game of Monopoly. So what would it be like if I played Get Monopoly? I never played it. I couldn't understand. I couldn't do the ads of the uh, money and stuff. It was forever and ever and ever. Wait a second. Lois Lane is raising her hand. Uh, That's actually a lie. You played it once poolside. 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 Doesn't remember. That does sound like me. Exactly. That's that's why he doesn't remember it. Okay. (laughs) Thank you very much. On that note, why don't we wrap up? I want to thank everyone. Jocko, thank you. Uh, Switchy, Thank thank you. General, thank you. Phil, thank you. X, thank you. 
Juan Juan, thank you. Jim, thank you. You're welcome. Lois, thank you. Welcome. And also, great. Raven, thank you for keeping score for us. Thank okay. you. Right. Good job, thank Raven. You, thank you. Yeah, okay, we'll talk uh, soon. Sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, so we're at the end of our, our World War II trivia contest show. Uh, we want to uh, thank everyone for playing. And now we're going to pick the winners, the fans that we were playing for, okay? the uh, We have uh, four prizes tonight. First three prizes are um, the new version of Clue, the game Clue, which is actually an update of a 1949 version of Clue. Thank, uh, and these prizes are donated by Winning Moves, uh, winningmoves.com. They are the people who make Monopoly. They make Risk. They make the Rubik's Cube. They make Shoots and Ladders, which is uh, Juan Juan's favorite game, and a whole bunch of other ones. Thank you for donating the uh, prizes tonight. Thank you for to Phil O'Banes for uh, emceeing the show tonight. And now here's the time that we've been waiting for. And Lois, please pick out the number four winner. Number four. Okay, number four. I'm reaching into the fishbowl. Into the fishbowl. And pulling out our first winner. Okay, the winner is Michael Smith. From Spring Hill, Florida. Okay, let's go. Let's give hey. it up. Michael Smith. Hey, Mikey Blake. He's a super fan, this guy, Michael Smith. He'll be glad to hear that he... That's excellent. Okay, next winner, Michael. please. All right, reaching in of all the entries, and we have Richard Simpson. He's up in Canada. Okay, yeah, that's a mistake uh, written by uh, the Alberta person who Canada. hacked the uh, fishbowl. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on. So now uh, pick another one, please. Okay, we have Let me read this one. Zeppelin, Zeppelin got his name in there, Zeppelin. Hey, oh, right. Zeppi. Zeppelin. <laughs> okay, a.k.a. Bacon. All hail Zeppelin the pig. <laughs> Future Bacon. Enjoy it. <laughs> okay, please, uh, forget, uh, let's, let's pick a legitimate one. Hopefully okay, this one is. So okay, go ahead. Enough with the jokes. Here's the next winner. It's a second place winner. Second place winner is Valerie Mutchler. Valerie Mutchler, okay. From Bay City, Michigan. Bay Congratulations, City, uh, Bay City Rollers. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. I and uh, Great uh, job, guys. A first place winner. First They're going to win a uh, deluxe edition of Risk in Europe. Uh, compliments of Winning Moves, winningmoves.com. Uh, please, uh, okay. number one winner of our World War II trivia contest is... I'm reaching in, and the grand prize winner is... Den Martin Den from Ma Springfield, Missouri. Yes. Okay. Wow. Hey, great Next job. time I'm sending, I'm sending Juan Juan some study material so we can win this thing. Okay, yes. All right. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for everyone to take well, it. Wait a second. I'm re yeah, reading the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. What do you want from me anyway? Oh, <laughs> we got to remember it, though. Wow. Okay. Who won that war? <laughs> hey, listen. So thank you for everyone who uh, for joining us for the World War II Trivia Contest tonight. It was a lot of fun. And uh, so this is back for the entire gang saying, until you hear us next time, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.
This morning with light in my eyes And then realized It was still dark outside It was a light coming down from the sky Don't know who or why Must be those strangers that come every night Those saucer-shaped lights Put people up tight Leave blue-green footprints that glow in the dark I hope they get home all right Hey, Mr. Spaceman Won't you please take me along I won't do anything wrong Hey, Mr. Spaceman Won't you please take me along for a ride up this morning with light in my eyes and then realized it was still dark outside over my window they'd written my name said so good to see you again hey Mr. Spaceman won't you please take me along I won't do anything Please take me along for a ride. Hey, Mr. Spaceman. Won't you please take me along? Won't do anything wrong. Hey, Mr. Spaceman, won't you please take me along for a ride? Won't you please take me along for a ride?